Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Last week, a part of the clue. If you want to be happy, you're going to have to get out of the way. You're going to have to get out of the way. It's not your job to make you happy. Because God wants to make you happy. The problem is you don't know what it takes to make you happy. So you go after the things of this world. And when you go after the things of this world that you're going to learn today, you become an enemy of God. It's not that the things are so bad. It's that you didn't go through God to get them. A lot of things in this world has been tampered with. Though it may have been intentional for you to do good and to enjoy it, but the enemy has tampered it. He has messed it up. He has twisted it, so to speak. And he have you thinking that you're looking at everything in the right eyes, but everything is really upside down. Evil looks to be good, and good looks to be evil. That's why many times you don't know what you want. That's why God has to have you come through him so that he can cleanse up what you're seeing. So that you can really see what it is that you want. Some of you want things because your best friend has it. You want a man because everybody else got one. You want to get married because everybody else, your neighbor just got married. Your friend you grew up with school, you always got, they just got married. You're going to want to go to work at FedEx because they're working at FedEx. They're trying to get out of FedEx. You're wanting things because you're looking through some dirty eyes. And the only thing that can cleanse you is God's Word. So in this series about living a satisfied life, today I want to talk to you about your desire. So I want you to just say to yourself, my desires. That's what's got us in trouble. My desires. It's what I fight with. It's what I war with. It's what I struggle with. And many times, I don't want nobody to know what I really desire because they can't handle it. It's embarrassing to me to let everybody know what's going on inside of me, what I really want, what my motives really are. So when I come to church, I put on this facade. I put on this mask. And I let you believe what you want to believe. Because you can't see the real me. You see what I portray. What I allow you to see. You don't know I'm broken. You don't know how tore up and messed up I am. Because I spent so much time on this mask. That the real me will never show But see, the issue that you're dealing with, there are others coming this way who are dealing with the same thing. And what God wants is for you to get to know you. I told you last week, God's going to do an awesome thing in your life. And you need to watch it because you're not listening to him. The only alternative God has is to show you you. He's going to send somebody in your life 
that has your character, that has your nature, that act like you. And when you see those people and they begin to get on your nerves, God is showing you you. When God shows you who you are, believe him. Don't deny it. I can't be that messed up. I can't be. I can't annoy people that much. I can't get on people's nerves. I, surely I'm not a liar like that. Surely I'm not deceptive as that. Surely I'm not scheming as they do. You won't even believe the truth when you see it. I don't know how you're going to take this message today, but I pray that you take it in love. I've already prayed for your heart. I pray for your ears. I'm praying now for your soul. I pray that you receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul, your suke, your mind, your thinking. Because you're going to need to get it together in order to go to the next level. In order to receive those people who are going to come through that door, you got to know who you are. you got to know what God has invested in you. In you, he lives, he moves, and he has his being. Hallelujah. Was that God talking to me? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, does God not want me to have desires? Is that something just different? Is something wrong with me that I have desires? No, you're human. It's okay for you to have desires. But I've got to show you something about desires that they can be out of whack, they can get out of control. So I want to come to you from the scriptures today from 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm reading this from the New Living Testament. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. These scoffers, how many of you are scoffers in here? Before you answer it, let me define it. You know when I think that you might miss something, I go to Google, and I see what Google tells me? And I Google uh, scoffers in order for you to understand that if this is pointing to you, you definitely have to watch your desires. So, scoffers... The word translated scoffer in the English can mean one who mocks, who ridicules, or scorns the belief of another. He cannot rest until he has demonstrated the foolishness of any idea not his own. This scoffer cannot rest until he realizes that he shot down your idea. A scoffer voice his disagreement, ridicules all who stand against him, and actively recruit others to join his side. In other words, this type of individual is not happy until he has belittled you and got somebody else on their side to belittle you. 
to make you feel bad, to make you feel ashamed. Scoffer is a word that means people who must have things their own way. I didn't think you knew what it was. That's why I broke it down. Are you the type of individual that you have to have it your way? And you say no, but there's a desire in you that's not at peace until you get it your way. Until you have it your way. It's a form of pride. Scorpions are under their veneer of confidence. Filled with anger. These people are angry. They never act like they are their opponent or take their opponent seriously. But underneath it, there's a great sense of insecurity. People are insecure. When you talk about people and put other people down and you look at what everybody else is doing wrong, it's because you are insecure. You have some insecurity inside of you. And that makes you scoff at everybody else. That makes you sneer your nose up at everybody else because you don't have it together. So you're looking at everybody else who may be coming close and you get somebody on your side to shoot them down to make you feel better because of your insecurities. Can I go on? In some cases, there may be a root of bitterness. The reason why you act the fool and you can't let nobody else have a good time and you can't give nobody else no glory and no credit for nothing is because you're bitter. You're bitter. You are bitter. And somewhere inside you, that root has gained control of your emotions, of your desires, and now everything is being defiled around you. Your relationships are always in an uproar. People really can't get along with you. Yep. They may have been wrong in some significant way. And rather than letting God judge, according to Romans 12, 17 through 21, they have taken matters into their own hands and silently allowed this thing to get a hold of their desires. And now your desires are the things that you want, that you think is going to make you happy. So how does God feel about it? Let me show you. Psalm 37, verse 4. Watch this. Take delight in the Lord. Hold on. Did you, did you hear that? How many of you in here have desires? Everybody have desires. Unless you take delight in the Lord, you don't know what you want. Pastor, you lying. I know what I want. Really? You know what you think you want. Unless you delight in the Lord, unless you can get in God and be happy in Him, you don't know what you want. Some of the things that you thought you want that you have right now, you want to give it back. You hate you even got involved in it. 
You had you even called him the first time. You had you even told her yes the second time. Whatever it is, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. It sounds like God wants to make you happy. See, some of you are so messed up that you don't realize it. You think getting even with somebody is going to make you happy. You think if you could just get them back, you'd be all right. If you could just see some evil happen to them, if you could see them going down, you'd be all right. Your twisted desires. Because the Bible tells you when you see people going down, you ought to pray for them. When you turn somebody over to God, you ought to pray for them that God have mercy. You don't want to be happy. I'm turning you over to the Lord. He's going to get you. You're wrong. Because it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. God's going to be so good to them that they're going to get their life together with God. And then you're really going to be mad. You know you. When somebody do you wrong, you want to see them get it. You want to see them go down. So you won't turn them over to God. You just missed it, didn't you? You won't turn your enemies or your husband or your wife or your children over to God because you know God's going to be good. And you don't want him to be good. Your desire is to see them get it. That's why God said, you got to delight in me first. Delight in what I want because you don't know what you want. You messed up and don't even realize it. So many times we get, we get jealous and we get selfish in our own ways. When the people come through that door who are hurting, baby, it's not time for you to be jealous. It's not time for you to be thinking about self and what you can get out of God. That's why in here in worship, you just go to God. You just lift God, look, fix me before these folks see me. Help me, God. Hide me behind your shadow. Hide me behind your grace. Don't let them see me how I am. Your biggest fear is, will people really love me when they know how I am? When they see the real me, how messed up I am, will they still love me? So that keeps us in suspense. It keeps us hiding. If you're going to help people, you're going to have to get in God. There's no other hope for you. Your life, baby, is hid in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, appear, you appear with him in glory. So on this earth, not about what you want. You're going to have to learn to yield yourself to God and allow God to work through you. This church is different. And I'm trying my best. I heard somebody say it. They weren't talking to me. I, I guess you call it eavesdropping. But I was listening, and I overheard the conversation. That's better. I overheard. And they said, this church is not repairing anybody. Now, I can get mad. I can accidentally leave. Or I can learn to handle the truth. Amen. And the truth is, we're not repairing. That's why the change has to come. 
That's why as your pastor, I cannot baby you anymore. I put some rules in place. I put some people in place. You're going to stop coming to me. You're going to go to them or go to God. Because you know me. I, 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 I baby you. I want to make you, and, and it's one of my faults. I want to see you happy. I'll tell you, yes, you can do that when I know you shouldn't be doing it. So when I preach to you, I preach to myself. So you know what I decide to do with self? It's going to cause you to grow up. It's going to cause you to get in a position so that God can work through you to be a blessing to somebody else who's hurting I cannot be your Messiah. I can only be your pastor. And as pastor, I must put things in place that's going to help you to grow up. I know you're not going to like it. One of the reasons why you're not going to like it is because you're jealous. You want to be you. I could have done that. Baby, you can't, you can't pass the first test of faithfulness. You won't even come to church. How can I put you in a position? Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Watch this. James chapter 3, verse 16. Not John 3, 16, but James 3, 16. It's just as powerful. For wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambitions, there you will find disorder. That's why I've got to put some rules in place. That's why I've got to get you to do right. That's why I've got to put somebody you can go to that you don't want to go to. Why I can't tell a pastor? Because this should be a house of order. If people come in here hurting, they want to know how to get healed. And if you're not healed, that's the blind leading the blind. Both of y'all are going to end up in a ditch. That's scripture. So the best thing I can do is the same thing what I'm asking you to do, is get out of the way and let God set the order in his house. You know what my fear is? Is that you'll leave. Guess what? Adios, amigo. I still away go. I will see you later. Either when we stand before God or when you go out there and you realize that God told you to come here, you'll be back. Because uh-huh. if God called you here and put you under an anointing like this, I cannot cheat you by coming down to a level where you're going to be happy with me. I've got to stay where God placed me and get you to rise up to the level of responsibility. Most people who come to church now are being recycled, and they're looking for somebody who's going to be real with God. Guess what? I am. I'm as real as I can be. I believe he is real. I believe God is real. I believe his word is real. I don't believe he can alter it. 
If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. So therefore, I stand by it, and I believe in it. So I want you to get jealousy out of your heart. Wherever there's jealousy, there's selfish ambitions. Do you have selfish ambitions? Why are you here? What do you want? Why did you come here? What are your goals? What are your motives? Why did you come here? What are your, what are your, what are your ambitions? What do you want to be? Small church. I can be a, uh, an elder real quick. I can be a greeter. I can sit on the praise team. I can do that. What, I'm not saying they're bad. I just ask you, what are they? Why do you come here? Because you may come to get this, and I'm okay with that, but I want to give you some healing so that you can get that. I'm not saying what you, what you want. When the sons, when these boys' mama came to Jesus and asked Jesus, let my sons sit one on the right and one on the left, Jesus talked to the boys and asked them. But now mama asked the question. But he knew where it was coming from, and he addressed those boys. Can you drink of this cup that I'm about to drink of? He knew where it was coming from. When you come here, I don't mind you want to be an elder or a deacon or this, this. I don't mind that. But can you bear this cross? Can you embrace this cross? Can you crucify your flesh in order to get what you want? Are you willing to submit yourself to authority? Are you willing to walk in alignment with God's word? That's how you're going to get your healing. Pastor John, lay hands on me. No, he sent his word. His word healed you. His word delivered you. Some of you can't get your deliverance because you still want it your way. You just got so caught up in being you that you just love being you some you. Yeah, buddy. You want to put that one out there? Yeah. Tweet it out, somebody. <laughs> Let them know I said it. Tweet that one. Put it out there. Let them know. Watch this. Well, Pastor, why do we struggle? I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to tell you what the Word said. James chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. What causes quarrels and fights among you? Why y'all always arguing, getting into it with each other? All these issues, don't they come from the evil desires that war within you? Baby, it ain't them, it's you. It's something going on in you. You always get into it with everybody. Ain't nobody in church right. Well, you ain't right. You the problem. Don't they come from the evil desires that is warring within you? It's some stuff going on with you that you're not happy with, and you get mad at everybody else. No, I don't want to sit there. I want to sit on the next seat. Really? <laughs> really? No, I don't feel like going to that door. There's another door I can go to, and I don't want nobody hugging me and shaking my hand. Really? No, I don't want to park over here. There's an old, uh-uh, I want to park over there. Really? You got some desires that's warring inside of you. Before you even got here in the church, before you got around the people of God who were messed up, you were messed up. Amen. 
And you took all that time getting together, and people, your, your attitude shows everybody how messed up you really are. You can put on your makeup, you can get your on. <laughs> I didn't say that. All right, number two. Watch this. You want what you don't have, so you scheme to get it. <laughs> you got some schemers in here. <laughs> you scheming, conniving. You jive. You scheming. That's I love you. Really. 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 No, you want, you want that position. You want this. You want that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Let's, let's update that word. Persuasive. I heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we changed the definition of stuff, but we wanted to make it sound better. We don't have, we don't, we don't commit adultery. We just have affairs. So, 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 so we're not scheming. We're being persuasive. Uh-huh. All right. So you scheme and kill. I don't kill nobody. Baby, you assassinate folks' character left and right. You're killing their character. Every time you tell something that's not true, or even if it is true, even though they messed up. Don't go telling everybody else they messed up. They may have confided in you. Or you caught them at a low time and, they, and you saw them messed up. Well, the Bible tells you to look for good in all people. Is there anything that's holy? Is there anything that's righteous? Is there, any, is there any good report? And think on these things. What if they thought how messed up you were? We've got to get ourselves together. You're jealous of what others have. But you can't get it. So therefore, you fight. And war. You wage war with folks. Maybe a war of words or a war of emotions. Some of y'all got a war of emotions going on right now. I ain't saying nothing, but you can look at me and tell me I am not pleased. I am at war with you, so don't even try to talk to me. In the church, where you're supposed to be repairing people, you waging war against one another with your emotions. You fight. You're devouring. Mm -hmm. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet, after all that, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. God said, anything I don't want you to have, you're so deceived. You think I don't want you to have the stuff. It ain't that I don't want you to have it. You just got the wrong attitude in trying to get it. God wants you to have a position. He wants you to be at peace. He wants you to be promoted. But to your insecurities, you won't go to God and ask him for it. You're all selfish about what you want. You don't realize that you can be honest with God. God, look, I'm messed up. But God, I want this car. I want this nice house. Yeah, I know they got it. And it kind of provoked me to want to get it. And yet, God, I'm jealous because I feel like you can bless me too. God said, I can bless you. Come on, do this, do that, and boom, that go to blessing. It ain't that he didn't want you to have it. He just wants you to come through him to get it. And not scheme to get it, 
Not get it because they got it, but get it because you want it. It was just your desire to want it, and he wants you to have it. The Bible says he would give you the desire of your heart. How do you know God didn't give you that desire to want you to have it? Some of the stuff you want in life just because God wants you to have it. But you need to go through him to get it. Acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. I think he's a stingy God. The man owns everything. The earth is his. The cattle that's on a thousand hills belong to him. All the silver and all the gold is mine, said the Lord. And he went on saying, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you for a thing. Because you're selfish. And even when you do ask, you don't get it. God said, I'm not going to be your, your, your genie in a bottle. You don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want it only to give pleasure to you, to please yourself, to make yourself happy. Baby, listen to me good. It's not about you. Life is so much bigger than you. That's why Job had to come to a, re- a revelation. In the first part of his message, and when he started talking and telling God, was telling his life, Job was having a good time. Everything was going right. Kids happy. They pardoned. Everything going good. He trying to sacrifice to God. And God told Job, told Satan about Job. Have you tried him? What? Hold on, God. Leave me out your conversation. You talk to the devil, let me stay out of it. But it wasn't about Job. God saw somebody who was willing to trust him. And he knew no matter what he put Job through, he was going to still trust him. A man of faith whom God had an intimate relationship with. An intimate relationship with. Intimate to the point that he knew Job loved him. And all that he put Job through, Job said, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Out of all this hell I'm going through, God, some kind of way, I'm going to give you the glory. I'm not going to ask if it's fair, but I'm going to trust you. Because I know one thing, God. When you get through with me, I shall come forth as pure gold. This is faith talking. So whatever you're going through now, if you keep your eyes on God, you bring God in with it, I guarantee you, you're going to come out the purest gold. He cannot fail you. He cannot. It is impossible for him to fail. Sometimes, and this is what I want to I help you with too, sometimes, because we're so selfish, Other people feel the blunt of our frustration. When you're not happy with you, you hurt other people. Amen. That's why I use the phrase that the, the phrase that y'all don't like me using. Hurting people, hurt people. You don't like it because it's true. When you're hurting, you can hurt other people. They become needless casualties of war. 
Why, Pastor? Because the scripture just gave you. All that stuff, all the bullet points I just put up there, that's from the other scripture. You hurt people because you scheme and you kill. You hurt people because you're jealous. You hurt people because you fight and you war and you wage war within yourself. You hurt people because your motives are all wrong. You hurt people because you want only what gives you pleasure. That's why people end up getting hurt when they get to know you. They see the real you. Not how you dress. They see the war that's going on inside you. Some of that money you put on yourself, put it in the tide bucket. Give it to God. Take care of his kingdom. Didn't he tell you, first seek my kingdom, not your own? Mm-hmm. Scripture makes so much sense if we listen to him. What you need to do is draw close to God. You need to draw close to God. Well, Pastor, since I'm messed up and I, I, I'm scheming, I'm jealous, I got war going on inside me, my motives are off. My, how does God feel about this? I'm glad you asked. There you go. You're an adulteress. That's a heavy word. That's a heavy word. Miss Cain was an adulteress. Someone who cheats on their spouse. You hear what God's calling us? Adulteress. So what is he trying to get us to think about? What is he trying to get us to understand? He said, you are an adulteress. You cheating on me. I'm willing to give you the kingdom, and you're going to cheat on me? You're going to have an affair with the devil? With this world? Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? God don't you realize what you're doing? When you go try to find your happiness in the world and you try to get things out of this world, getting it on your own, God don't mind you having it. But when you don't include him in it, if you call yourself having a good time and God's not in it, you're being selfish. You're being an adulteress. That kind of redefines a little stuff with you now. How, how can you go out there and cheat on your wife? You ain't going to bring God in that. You can't, you can't cheat on your husband and bring God in that. You can't go get high and bring God in on that. You can't drink and bring God in on that. So if you can't bring God in on it, who else is there out there to bring in? The devil. So you become an adulteress. Yeah, boy. Hold on. Just help me out. Say amen. amen. Thank you. Just let me know you're still there. All right. <laughs> I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. If God can't be with you in it, then you make God an enemy. So think about what you're doing. Consider your ways. What are you involved in that God can't be a part of? Yeah, boy, I might as well just close up now because, you know. Yeah, I know. I can look at some of y'all faces and tell y'all don't like me. And all I'm doing is teaching you what the Word said. I, everything up there, this is not my Word. These are not my words. I put the slideshow together, but I didn't put my words in it. I didn't change that. I didn't alter it. I didn't add to it, and I'm not going to take away from it. Either you like it or lump it. But there it is. 
And if you're going to help me, you're going to see you. This is about you, baby. It ain't about me. It ain't about your neighbor. It ain't about who you hugged up with. It's about you. You get yourself together, they might get themselves together. You fix you. Don't worry about them. Baby, you got enough issues. I'm trying to fix nobody else. Get yours together. The Bible says first get this, this beam out of your eye, and you might see how to get a splinter out of somebody else's. You got all these issues, and you want to go there and talk about what they're doing wrong. Really? Really? You the problem? Do you? <laughs> Jesus, all right. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is what? Passionate. That the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. God said, how are you going to mess my spirit up? The spirit I put in you should be faithful and pass- I'm passionate about it. should be faithful to me. And you're forcing it to go in another direction? And you think you're supposed to be happy? When the inside of you, the water's going on inside you, let you know that God ain't happy. Not, not one of you guys in here can sin and not know it. Tell me. Show me which one of y'all can sin and not know it. I'm going to cast that devil out of you right now in front of everybody. Because you're lying. That's a lying spirit. You know when you mess up. You know when you're wrong. You can't sin and not know it. Ooh. I didn't know I sinned. Yeah, right. Really? But watch this. And when he put that and in there, he joined it and said, look, if you do this, he gives grace. He gives grace. He gives grace generously. He gives grace. He don't hold back on it. If you humble yourself, God gives you so much grace. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. When you humble yourself before God, say, God, look, I'm messed up. Because I want to be right. God, I want to do right. But these issues that's in me, God, that keep tripping me up. When you go to God honestly, God gives you grace. And he gives it generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble. When you admit you messed up, I ain't talking about admitting to your friend or somebody else. I'm talking about going to God. And you say, you don't, it, it, I don't have that much time to pray. Baby, you. <laughs> when you really know who you are, you will pray. And my prayer is that God show you you. So start watching. He's going to send somebody your way. Who reminds you of you? You're going to see some of those characteristics in them that's in you. Let me help you with this. Oh, should I? Should I? Should I? Yeah, yeah, I should. (laughs) Some of you all don't realize it, but your parents had some issues. Uh-uh. Everybody look straight ahead. Nobody never know who I'm talking about. Everybody look straight ahead. There's this thing we discovered years ago called DNA. DNA. 
There's some stuff that's going on in you that went on in your parents for four generations. It has lied dormant in you. And when the conditions are right, or when things face you that you can't control, you have a choice to make. You can break that thing off, or you can dive into that pool, and you'll start doing some of the things that your grandparents did. That's why people say, you just like your daddy. Mm -hmm. You pulled on those things that were lying dormant in you. They were there in your DNA. You didn't have to access it, but something tragic or something happened in your life to make you pull from it. And then you begin to act just like your parents act. Oh, I would expose myself right now, but you all can't, y'all can't, y'all can't handle it. If I tell you about me, y'all probably don't want me to be the pastor no more. <laughs> but I'm praying that God, that my kids dig deeper into their DNA until they really find out who God is. Until they find this God who placed this DNA inside of me. Because I had a blood transfusion. His blood runs through me now. I'm no longer my own, for I have been bought with a price. And they still trying to pull on some of the stuff that daddy did and daddy used to do with validate what they want to do. And they're wrong because they're selfish. Because they want to do it, they look back into my DNA and say, well, daddy did it, and then they want to do it too. And they're wrong. Because that past is gone. That man died. So they have no legal right to pull from that pool. It's a dead pool. Some of you are right now. You're still digging in a dead pool. You're swimming in a dead pool. You're weighing out in a dead pool. You're acting the way your parents act. Yeah, boy. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to break this thing. The easy way you're going to break it, you got to get out of the way. You got to stop. You got to put a handle on these desires that you have. You got to go through God to get what you want. If God ain't in it, I don't want it. Many of you can't say that. Many of you cannot pray the prayer and ask God, God, if you don't want me to have this, shut the door. Mm -mm, no, you will not pray that. Mm -mm, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Because that might be what you want. And if God shut that door, you're going to be mad, hostile with God. You're going to be mad at God because you didn't get it. And God knew you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. So you got to get out of the way. And this is, I'm going to try it. Let me see what I got. Ooh, I got a lot, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, let me give you another verse. Watch this. Verse 7. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Do not take that out of order. Do not try to resist the devil if you're not humble. Humble yourself first. 
Humble yourself before God Almighty. Then you can resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Some of the fights that you're going through right now, some of the things that you're getting caught up in, is because you're not humbling yourself and say, God, help me. God, I'm weak right now. God, I want to do wrong. Yeah. Baby, your desires are in you. And every now and then, you want to walk on the wild side. You want to do wrong. You want to get busy. You want to get you something. You want to do something. That's when you got to call on this God that you serve. And you got to tell God, God, help me right now. Because watch this. And I told you, I'm going to teach you on it real soon. But there are seasons in your life. There are times when you come into your life when everything's going good, then it seems like that bucket is turned upside down and everything is running out. Everything's going wrong. You're being tested. You thought you was over it, but here that season come back again when those desires begin to rise up in you again and you thought they were dead. But here it is now. You thought I was delivered from that. Why do I want to do it so bad? Uh-huh. That's a season, baby. And you got to get through that season. Because if you don't, it's going to come back again next year. You know, I have one of the seasons in my life now, but they're not near as bad as they used to be. I realized what the one of the seasons was for. Just like any one of the seasons, God allows one of the come so he can kill off some of the germs and some of the insects and some of the bacteria. That's why we have hard winters because you got so much bacteria and so many germs out there. But when you start getting rid of some of these things, the winters don't have to be that hard. You, you missed what I said, didn't you? God allows some winters to come into your life because you got so much bacteria hanging on you. And he's trying to allow that stuff to die out in you before spring comes. So you have a hard winter. But anything that you don't allow to die in the winter will reproduce itself in the spring. That's why when that season comes back, you do it again. You wouldn't let it die out. God was trying to embarrass you. He was trying to bring you to repentance, and you still let self get in the way. I know it's time. All right. We're going to pick back up next week. I just... uh. Since I got that one up there, (laughs) I'm going to read that one. Come close to God. And God is faithful, he will come close to you. If you make the initiative, if you show him that you're serious about him, that you really mean it, if you put up a fight against some of these temptations, if you stand your ground, God says, I got you. How do I do this? Wash your dirty hands. Wash your hands. Get that filth out of you. You sinners. I mean, see how he's talking Like, come on, come on, lighten up a little bit. No, wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Your loyalty is divided. You like being an adulteress. You like slipping out on God. You like having it your way. Your loyalty 
is divided. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.